good. Okay, peep, peep the acting job. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, uh, wherever you may be joining us, I suppose. Uh, my name is uh, Devin Morgan, uh, director of Baseball at Driveline. And if you've turned into this show looking for a um, grounded and stoic take on youth baseball, then you turned into the wrong M and effing show because we are very excited today. Uh, this is the Driveline Academy podcast, the world's most dangerous youth baseball podcast. Um, and man, we just had a pretty great weekend, uh, kind of walking on air a little bit. Um, if you're joining us on an audio-only platform, you will not see our smiles going from ear to ear. Uh, I am joined, as per usual, by my brother, my partner, my co-host, building this thing with me brick by brick, and winner of the 14U Black Gold Division Championship, Jeremy Tactile. Um, big shout-outs to 14U Black to your team. Big shout-outs to 13U Black uh, because they also won the Gold Division uh, Carson Styron Memorial Tournament uh, Championship. And I also want to shout-out um, our 14U Orange team that made a very deep run in the Seattle Elite League playoffs, uh, knocked out the knocked off the number one seed. Um, like, it's just been – it's been a, a pretty good week. Yeah. And, um, and, like, I'm not going to disagree with myself – uh, having said that winning in youth baseball is not important on a multitude of occasions, but I will say um, the thing that I kind of noted when I reposted the pictures of our kids, you know, with their with their the championship banners, which we'll get with that on the wall or, or something um, and the preposterously blinged out rings that they got. Gosh, I brought it sit on my desk. Uh, I brought it in here. You know, winning isn't everything, but it sure is something. It's fun. It's fun. Like I, I'm not ignorant yeah. to this. I, you know, w winning is really fun. Um, and, and to go, I think one step further, I think that the reason that I was so fired up, uh, and am still fired up about the, how the weekend went is the way that we won. Um, you know, naturally we don't play as many games as a lot of other tournament organizations. We just don't. Uh, and, and part of that is because we take a, a really significant part of a year and solely spend that on skill development. Yep. Um, so if you think about, I mean, you can think about like game development, kind of the same way you think about skill development, right? That like the more that you do it and you get this, you know, on skill development, we understand that there's like the, the super compensation, uh, thing that takes place. Right. I think to a degree, you could make the argument that the same thing happens when it comes to like getting acclimated to knowing how to play the game of baseball. Yeah. Without question. I think that's, you know, one of the things that has popped up a bunch this year in my head, you know, the, I, I went to that 12 U black and 11 you black first tournament mm -hmm. um and as i'm sitting in the dugout i'm looking at game changer that the other team it's our first tournament of the year our game one uh, 62 game 62 for the team we're playing and it's it doesn't matter if you have more talent that's a really hard thing to beat a team that's 62 games into a season and, and you're you on just, and you're on game one right yeah. so like how do you and, and we and as i'm thinking through this it's not dissimilar to last year where most of our teams played their best ball in late June, yep. early July, mid-July. Yeah. When we had gotten 20 games under our belt, 25 games under our belt, and the game reps are a little bit more consistent. A lot of those, the worst parts are a little bit more wrinkled out. Yeah. Um, so, like, the, the challenge is how do, you, how do you start game one acting like it's game 20? Like right. how, do you, how do you get them to that game one with a feeling of, hey, we've been here. This is game 20. This isn't like it's the first game we played. Yeah. And, and I think we've had some we have some ideas mm -hmm. for how we yeah. can, um, you know, how we can systematize that, because as you guys know, we're just going to systematize that like much, much like we do everything else. Um, but I think 
you know, I'll, I'll just I'll I'll put on squarely my parent hat and take off my you know my director hat. Um, Wait, well, before you, you while your parent hat is on, yes. Was it? And I think I know the answer, but it felt different this weekend. Yeah, yeah, it did, and. I've spent a lot of time trying to think about why that is. Um, you know, the first thing that came to mind as we were just talking about is kind of like understanding that if we're going to front load all the skill development stuff, that the game acclimation does take time. Yeah. And the, the problem is that like you can go through the, the doldrums of skill development and it doesn't feel as significantly negative as the doldrums of game development because yes. in the, in in the game development side it it hurts yeah it hurts to yeah. lose games and especially i think um i have a sense that i think the kids in this specific team but i think this is probably broad have an idea of how well they could play mm -hmm. but when there's a gap there between how well they could play and then kind of the way that they do play where it's like maybe some kids are kind of hitting and some art, or some kids are throwing well, and some aren't, or some kids. And are kind we had of... a six-week stretch where we basically had nine healthy bodies. Yes, that too. Between like one guy getting hurt, then oh. he comes back, and then another guy gets hurt, yeah. and then you know. Yeah, and and dealing with that and navigating it, right? You you there's some natural frustration that can crop up there, where it's just like, I know that we could be capable of playing at this level, but we're over here. For a variety of different reasons if you're just kind of going through that on the skill development side and like you're not seeing maybe the bat speed increase in week 12 that you wanted to relative to the gains you made in week eight it's kind of fine yeah you know it's it's fine it's like all right we're just going to focus execute the plan yada yada when there are wins and losses though yeah it's it's tough you know it's i think it's tough to to navigate so like i think for me you know again having my parent hat on it was very different, I think, the vibe of the team. And I think the moment that they started to see that, like, oh, we're all kind of putting it together. Everybody's mostly taking competitive at-bats. Everybody is executing well on the field. Uh, pitchers are doing their jobs. Like, it's just like something clicked. And I, and I feel like that's stupid and trite to say, like, I should have a better explanation for what that is. But, but there's something about that group dynamic of kids who are like oh like we're we're here and we can do this and all of a sudden it's like it's like eight to one lead in the first game in like we're we still could probably play better yeah it was like oh so now that game finishes 13 to one or whatever and it's like oh and then you roll into the next game and we're kind of steamrolling again and it's like like oh like yeah. we're, we're here now yeah and then to, and then to carry that momentum into sunday and not see that abate right man uh, I, I don't know. You know, I, I think, again, for me as a parent, um, well, let me, director, uh, you and I both know that, like, we know these kids. And by the time this comes out, they might know these kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because we got the, the player episode that I that I need to edit this week. Now that uh, I'm going to put the I'm I might shoot my laptop. I like I really I don't want to give it to Wick and our IT department. I literally want to shoot it because trying to edit video over. You should like a, shoot it and then give it to Wick and see what he can do with it. He'd probably fix it. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, uh, Wick's the man. As long uh, as it's not a Mac. Yeah, <laughs> I I actually I bought a Mac. Um, there isn't much for me that kind of fills the cup than seeing kids kind of do the thing that you know that they're capable of. 
there, there's just something uniquely special about seeing a child and knowing how hard they work and how bad they want it and see that actually resolve itself in the outcome. Yeah. You know, like that, that to me is just so, um, it's a very, very special thing. And I think to be able to see that with a team of kids that like a lot of them I've known for three, you know, for three, we've had them for three years. Yeah. And, and to be clear, everybody, this is our first gold division championship, meaning that like it was the upper level competition in a majors bracket, you know, it's, it, it was the best competition we could find on that weekend. And, and we, we got the outcomes that we wanted because we played the game and we won the way that we want to win. Yeah. That, that to me was just like, just really, really, uh, really special. And then uh parent hat back on, uh, I, I don't remember if I told you this, but like probably six weeks ago, uh, my son came to me and was like, he's like, I don't know if I want to pitch anymore. And I was like, okay like you know and and i'm fully I, I i try to live the stuff that i talk about and i know that if i'm like well, well you are gonna pitch that ain't gonna work right it has to be like an it has to be a, a decision that he makes of his own volition i can't just be like you have to do that so i'm like trying to navigate this path of like all right well why don't why do you not want to pitch because you feel like your performance is, is uneven well what are you thinking about when you're like trying to resolve that uh What's the best version of yourself as a pitcher? Just go attack, go attack. And, uh, you know, as, as a parent to, to see him actually go do that, um, over the course of, you know, two games, but they were split between like with a 20 minute break in the middle, which yeah. was basically just like an extended, uh, period of time of our kids hitting and, um, and kind of do well, man, I was, um, that, that was, that was pretty great to see. Yeah. It's, yeah, it was. It's pretty, pretty great to see. So after the game we had last Saturday where we had, uh, yeah. It was our last game of league season, and it, I just went full bullpen to everyone got one inning. Seven pitchers, they all got one inning. And uh, six pitchers shoved, uh, and one pitcher struggled and gave up seven in the one inning, yep. and we ended up losing. Um, and that was the third inning, and we had a six to two lead. No, seven to two lead. Yeah. And then we gave up the seven, and we're down nine seven, and we just never picked ourselves up and came back. Um, and that's been a little bit of a theme with this team over, you know, a while now uh, yeah. that like one thing goes wrong and they all just kind of go into their shell and quit a little bit. Um, and that message is something I've been sending them for a while that like, you got to stop quitting. Yeah. Like you have to like, you have to stop quitting in games. And I was a little harsh with them after that Saturday game. Cause that was, I think the worst I had seen it. Like that was, they had four innings left to get back in that game and they just like, yeah, it was they tough. just didn't have it. And uh, as I was driving home, it hit me that, like, I never really explained to them what I mean by you're quitting. And if I'm putting myself in their shoes, they, they're going up there taking that bats, right? Mm -hmm. They're trying to get hits. Yeah. They're, not, they're not quitting. They're trying to get hits. Uh, they're, they're making plays. They're trying to feel balls. Uh, and, like, you know, we, only, we didn't give up any runs after that seven inning, yeah. after that seven spot. So, like, you know, if I'm a kid, I didn't quit. Like I played the rest of the yeah. game, right? Like, what, what do you mean we quit? So I sent a message to them uh, later that night uh, in our group chat that I have with them and explained what I meant by that. That it had nothing to do with like them playing. It was they quit believing in each other and their ability to like get back in a game and win it. Yeah. Uh, and it happens way too often that like 
one thing bad happens and they quit believing in each other and themselves and like their ability to get back into a game when like I have not seen any team that we've played that any kid on the field could be the best player on the field for a given game. And we have that Yeah. where every kid on my team has been the best player on the field in a given game that we've had. Yeah. So that was kind of the message I tried to send was that's what I mean by I'm sick of you guys quitting on each other uh, is like you just you stop believing in each other for zero reason. Um, and that was my challenge to them this weekend was like, just don't stop believing in each other, whatever happens. Like you have the ability to come back from any kind of deficit and things are going to go wrong. You got to immediately get back out there and support your teammates and like, just go compete. Like until the last pitch of the last last out of the last inning, go compete. And, uh, man, they did it this weekend. Perseverance is like just a word. Yeah. You know, it's just a word in the dictionary. And I think uh, you can have a, a grade level appropriate understanding of what that word means. And you don't have an idea of, of like the practical application of what that thing actually feels like. Yeah. Um, and I think to me, you know, the it wasn't like, you know, the, the kids are still 14. I mean, we didn't we played really, really clean defense all weekend. I'm not going to bury the lead. Um, but there were, you know, uh, a couple moments where, you know, there were some walks or there was like an error or two in the field. So few of them that I can kind of remember them singularly mm-hmm. to be clear again. Um, but in those moments, those kids did not roll over and it wasn't like, all right, well, um, that bad thing happened. So I'm presuming because of past experience that there's going to be like this cavalcade of other bad things are going to happen. And then I'm just going to kind of like defensively like. Mm-hmm. Well, you stepped in to be my assistant coach for game two because my regular assistant coach had uh, futures game tickets. So you stepped in and uh, there was a uh, two a back-to-back really rough errors that happened. Yeah. Two outs in the inning, ground ball the second, easy play. Yep. Second baseman tries to baby the throw and like one hops it. It's turf. It's a hard pick. And it's like he the, doesn't make it. The second base version of the Jordan Hicks thing from earlier yes. this week where yes. he just like zooed the ball over the right. first base. No, 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 but this was the opposite. He zooed it down. Yeah, right? yeah, And yeah. it's just like, yeah. I'm trying to baby this throw because I have a million seconds to make this throw. Like I have yeah. plenty of time. Yeah. And I'm just going to like one hop it. It's turf. It's a hard pick, whatever. Yep. Very next play, fly ball to right field, camped under it, pops out of the glove. Yep. And in my head, I'm staring out there, like, look, waiting for the bad body language to happen. Yeah. Like, back-to-back, really rough errors. Yeah. And then I turn and look at right field, and my center fielder is hugging my right fielder. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, that's different. Yeah. Okay. Okay, maybe, they, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. Man. Like, that's, that's very different. Um, and that was just kind of what happened all weekend. Yeah. They just like did a heck of a job being a team for the like a team for the first time, like truly for an entire weekend. Yeah. Like they've done it for stretches, but never for like an entire weekend where it's like, yeah, we're firing on all cylinders. Good luck getting any of us out. Yeah. It's funny. And we're going to get on bases and we are going to ruin your life. Yeah. When we, when we, the, when we touch first base, yeah. our goal is going to be to steal that next base and then steal that third base and then maybe even steal home on you. And like, we're gonna make your life miserable if you're yeah. not watching us and paying attention. I, I was when I was driving down this morning. I was I was like trying to like thought uh, thought exercise through my head. Like if we had gotten in that championship game and lost, like how would I feel? Yeah. And and it's and it's it's tricky because on the one hand, I think if if we just ran up against a better team and you and we lost, but all that other stuff was kind of there. Mm-hmm. 
I'd be fine. Yeah. If it's I, a close game, yeah. I would be a thousand percent fine. I'm not going to be shy about the fact, though, that like we won our way. Mm-hmm. We threw harder. We got barrels. Played good defense behind it. And like it, it's not, it's not complicated. It's simple that way. It's just really, really yeah. simple. You know, you swing at the hittable stuff. You you challenge anything in the box. You try to hit it hard. And our pitchers just like I, I mean I I don't know if you've looked at the pitching numbers from I the did. weekend. Yeah, I did. Um, but like it was, you know, when like the team whip is like one point two or something like that in youth baseball. Might have even been lower. Yeah, I. Uh, da 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 da. Because I pulled it. Yeah, one point two six one. Okay. But like thirty four punchies over twenty three innings. Um, that ain't bad. Nope. Like that that that's just really you know like a team swing and miss percentage of fifteen, pretty darn good. Yep. Uh, strikeouts for batters faced uh, more than a third. Like it's just it was it was it was really great to see. Um, one of my favorite moments was first inning of the championship. We I lost the coin toss as I am prone <laughs> to do. I never win coins. Don't like me. They just don't like me. It's I'm. I, I outsource it to the kids. They tell me what to do, and they don't. They're not even right now. Yeah. So, um, the first they they have uh, one of the most massive kids I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, there's a large human. There's a large, large child um, on the mound, and there's like clear like okay, this is probably their best guy. They saved him for the championship, right? Um, first batter, he K's Danny. Yeah, and like that that does not happen often. Your son does not strike out very often, and. When that has happened, and I think back to the City Navy. Uh, yeah. Maybe we should bleep out their name. Line. But the, that game last year in the championship. Sure. Where he was the first batter of the game. He took us the first pitch strike and looked into our dugout like, oh, that's firm. Firm. And like it, our whole dugout then got terrified because they're like, oh, if Danny's. Okay. Uh, so first batter strikes out. Second batter doubles, doesn't touch first base. So he's out. <laughs> real tough. Real yeah. tough. Um, and then the third batter singles. But then we're out of the inning. Yeah. And there, the other team is like, okay, like, hey, like, we're, you know, we're good. Like, they got it. They, they hit a couple balls hard, but like, hey, we got out of it with no runs. And then you saw the demoralization of like, oh, the, their guy actually throws harder than, than our, like, big guy. Um, By like immediately. A decent amount. Immediately. And like, yeah. the kids on that team were immediately taken out of it. Yeah. And then, okay, they go one, two, three. And they're like, all right, we got our big guy back on the mound or whatever. And we roughed him up. Yeah. Applied pressure. Applied yeah. a lot of yeah. pressure. He, could, he didn't get out of the second inning. Yeah. And uh, it was, you could see on the other team the, oh, like, we got nothing left. Yeah. Like, if they hit that guy, like, we, we don't have anything left. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the plan was to throw your son for one inning in that game. <laughs> Uh, and then go to the guy who was originally supposed to start the championship game, yeah. who is also a very good pitcher. Um, and I just couldn't do anything about it. Um, I mean, I could have, but, you know, he goes in the fourth inning to save it. And it was like, they're like, oh, finally, we don't have to see this kid again. Oh, and surprise. Then, and then surprise, they got another kid who throws <laughs> slightly less hard, but uh, also has a great breaking ball. Yes. And just like watching the deflation from the other side. I guess this sounds dickish, but like it, I mean, I've seen it happen with my kids. Yeah. And watching my kids do it to somebody else was a really good feeling uh, as a coach. Like finally, like yeah. we got to that point where like 
And I told them, you know, I sent them a message Saturday night when we knew we were officially the one seed. And I said, go out there and play like it. Like, you're, yeah. you earned the one seed. Go out there, confident, aggressive. Like, you're not the underdog here. Like, you're the, yeah. you're the big dog. Go play like it. Yeah. And they did. But, like, we've been the big dog for a while. But they didn't know. But they didn't know it. And yeah. they haven't played like it. Yeah. And, like, to see them actually, like, oh, like, we know it now. Yeah. And kind of punk these kids was just like a really and you know we've had a slightly our season has been below expectations everybody's expectations sure. the kids you know whatever and so like for that to happen was like you know i've been telling them all season like it's going to get better i promise you yep right like one of the kids on our team has a knack of hitting line drives directly into people's gloves like all the time all the time and even like, when they're like defensively out of position, out of position yeah he's just gonna find him. him he's gonna find him and it's and like you keep telling the kids it's going to turn. Yeah. It's going to turn. It's going to turn. And there's like a point where you feel like you're almost lying to them. Yeah. Like if it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. five weeks and it yeah. hasn't turned yet, like, like I, I, you know, I know this game. Like I know luck yeah. is, has not been on our side. I know we're hitting balls harder than the other team and they're just not finding holes. Like when it happens and you're no longer lying to them, like it's a great feeling. Yeah, well, and like there's there's a there's a kid on your team who's a phenomenal athlete, and he's been pretty frustrated, I think, with his performance in the box. And in that second game that I did um, that I did get a chance to assistant coach, uh, I will, I will, I, I, I make fun of guys who are like hitting coaches, like they say the magic word. Yeah, I'm going to like, I'm not going to aggressively clap myself on the back, but the kid was leading off. And uh, and I walked over to him as I was just going over to first base, and I was just like, man, "Like, hey, man, you're just you're too good of an athlete, and you're too good of a hitter. Just believe in your stuff and like attack, attack what you like." First pitch, I think two run single. No, over the fence. Oh, that kid. That kid. Oh, yeah. And and like yeah. I thought you were talking about the his friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's just that thing, man. It's like, um, you know, perseverance, I think, is one of those things that, like, if you don't understand it in an application, and it makes sense you don't understand it in an application because you haven't seen it yet, yeah. it's not real. It's it's like, I'm, it's like I'm, hey, I need you guys to persevere through this thing. But, like, until until the worm turns, it's like you're asking me to believe in Santa Claus. Yeah. But then that thing happens. Well, it's and funny it's because like, you said that to him, and I right before he went up to hit because he was leading off that inning. Yeah. Went up to him because last week of practice, uh, Dylan Holly, who's our skill development coordinator was throwing live to my kids. Yeah. Oh, I, and was going, uh, fastball curveball from this slot, sinker slider from this spot slot. And they had to like adjust or whatever. And, uh, he wrecked him, yeah. uh, on three straight at bats ending in sliders. And just like, he couldn't lay off it. He couldn't yep. hit it. And he would, he walks out of the cage, looks at me and goes, I want to break something. And I was like, yep, yep, I, I get that. Yeah. I get that. And then so we're about to end our hitting. And I was like, no, 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 we got one more, one more. Go back in that cage, break something. Yeah. Like, go back in that cage and break something. Yeah. Three at-bats, uh, a ground out, a single, and a double all off the sliders. Yeah. Right? So he figured it out. Yep. So as he's standing there before he goes up to the bat, I said, I want you to go break something. Yeah. Go break something here. Yeah. Like, I know you're frustrated right now. Go break something. Yeah. And then, yeah, over the fence. Yeah. Um, that's funny. Uh, yeah. What, what a really cool moment for that kid. Yeah. Uh, just, and again, man, like, uh, I think. A rare show of emotion, too, as he's rounding the bases. 100%. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's the thing about 
it's the thing why I understand why it's so hard for guys to stop playing this game because when you have those type of moments as a team mm -hmm. and then you get a chance to build on that, mm -hmm. it's such a special thing that like, why would you not want to do that? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, yeah, I, I, it makes sense to me where like some guys are like, I'm going to continue to play indie ball and I'm going to scrape and I'm going to struggle because you really don't get that. It's hard to get that feeling anywhere else. Yeah. You know, especially in our game. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's just, it's so hard to, to get that feeling and it's so flipping rewarding and validating and meaningful when you do. Um, yeah, that was, that was funny. And then amusingly, um, you know, the, the episode that we just published finally um, last Friday because uh, old uh, boat anchor here finally worked um, was our sportsmanship episode. Um, and in uh, one of the teams that we played this weekend is a team who um, previously uh, I, I didn't know them, um, but they had some interactions with one of our other teams where um, it was is from what I understand. And I, I wasn't there, but from what I understand is, is some of just like the worst of what we talk about a lot about coach, parent and player behavior. And what we specifically talked about in the last published episode about that being something that like if the coaches don't control for it and set expectations for right. it, then kids are going to do what they are taught and they're going to do what they are allowed. And I will say, knowing what I knew about this team going into these games, because I had not, I was not at that game either. Right. Obviously I got the reports and everything. Uh, there was some, some racist language used towards one of the players on our team. Yep. Um, so this team is like, you know, we want to beat the crap out of them. Like, mm -hmm. that's just like bottom line where the kids that I got are like, we're doing this for Jalen. Like that's, yep. you know, uh, I actually kind of liked their coach and I was like shocked that, yeah. that he seemed like a super nice guy. Uh, and I was like really shocked that he was the man in charge of that whole thing. Um, because, you know, I know our coach went up and talked to him after the thing and it yeah. was, there wasn't a whole lot of care. Uh, and like, I saw the guy, I was like, I'm kind of surprised, but I'm coaching third. So I'm right next to their dugout. He's just not saying anything, yeah. right? Like they're, uh, I don't know if you were about to get into this, but you know, they're, they're making barn animal noises. They're barking, they're, you know, screaming uh, things as like, they're very quiet right until he comes set and goes into delivery. And then they're screaming as loud as they can to try to disrupt the pitcher. Just like all the things that, you tell kids not to do. Well, and, and apparently there was also some very specific stuff about uh, our guy that was on the bump when he would walk us, like trying to trying to get get in his get in his yeah, head sure. a little bit. I'm and sure. um, it, and before uh, before our game started, they were on the field for the game previous, and I sat in their stands mm. um, while you guys warmed up. And um, and, and I guess all I will say is just that uh, based on some of the stuff that I heard from their parents, is not entirely surprising. Yeah. You know, when when the kids come to me or you know, they, they said X, Y and Z, yada, yada. Um, and so, you know, these, these are the moments where like the, the theory uh, of youth baseball comes and meets the practical application. And I've talked to to Danny for for years about um, about what's appropriate, you know, in terms of like how you approach competition. And, and what we had talked about before is, is being a little bit mindful that there's just a child on the other end of the equation. Um, and. You know, consequently, uh, he's never bat flipped in his life uh, in, in a competition game. Um, and he's never, you know, done the sword or anything like that. Um, but uh, our starting pitcher in that game um, is just probably one of his better better friends on the team. They play video games relentlessly. Um, and, and both of those kids have been in our org now for three years. And, um, and he got on the bump. 
and sorted three straight kids. Danny. Yes. Yes. And then uh, and then walked off the field uh, to end the game and gave him a little, a little, a little, uh, you know, quiet towards their dugout. And it's funny. I think his parents were all aware that Game Changers recording video and audio, but sometimes we like lose the thread. Um, and one of the moms in the stands uh, popped off a little bit and uh, about my kid. Oh, really? Yes. And it's like, you know, again, man, this is very, you know, don't start none, won't be none. Right. I was too, I was too busy uh, <laughs> being very happy that he shushed them that uh, to, to hear a parent in the stands. Yeah. And, and so I, I don't know. I, I just thought that was, I thought that was funny. Um, yeah. I, I just think, you know, uh, I've been, uh, I think for, for my own son, you know, like I know what he can do. Um, but it's one of those things where like, I think sometimes for kids, man, until they, until it, until they really do the thing, it's just not real. Right. It, it doesn't seem real. Right. And it's like, you know, again, it's like, I'm just trying to get him to, uh, to believe in the tooth fairy and Santa Claus and like the whole, you know, the whole thing. But it's like, you go out there and you just, you know, you shove, um, and do the thing. And like, again, it's not, I, I don't give that much of a shit about the win in abstract. I, I do care a lot about us winning the way that we want to win. Yeah. And well, it's like, yeah, you know, if we have that kid that throws hard and this kid that throws hard and this kid that throws hard. Oh, so uh, every kid that's going to pitch for this team is basically going to throw hard. And we have enough of them that pitch that all of them averaged to more than like 56 pitches. So we did the thing. We did it our way. We didn't violate any type of like common sense rule or league or MLB pitch mark rule about what's appropriate usage. So don't tell me it can't be done. Right. Because it can. Right. You just might have to take an inordinate amount of time to express your belief into that system before it's going to resolve itself in the way that you want. Well, it was interesting because, so, the louder their dugout got, the louder our dugout got. Because uh, that's the way things go. And we played the team, we played that team twice this weekend. So we, we beat them badly uh, Saturday. And then they wound up making the bracket uh and we, they won that first, they upset the first team in that bracket and wound up playing us as the one seed. Um, so I had a second shot at us. Um, and I could hear the coach telling them that like, hey, we got a second shot at this team. Like, let's go get them. And they were, they were pretty loud from the jump. Mm -hmm. And uh, we matched it. And I think they were surprised by that. Yeah. Um, and after the second inning, um, the couple of kids came up to me and, and actually were like, are we okay in the dugout? Yeah. And I said, yeah, I'll tell you if you're not. Yeah. The only thing that I will tell you is don't do it while he's set. Like when he comes set, silence, mm -hmm. which they did, which yeah. is really unsettling. Like if they're like yelling, 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 and the second the kid comes set, it's just dead silent for yeah. the pitch. It was probably more unsettling than if they had continued yelling. Sure. Um, sure. But they were, they, they smelled, and I already said this, but they, they smelled blood in the water. And they attacked this pitcher yeah. uh, from the dugout um, because he didn't he didn't have a slide step and was very slow to the plate and like did not know how to hold on runners or, or throw a pickoff move or wasn't comfortable throwing a pickoff move. Um, and like the second his foot moved, we were gone. Yeah. And like we were like they, the catcher didn't even have a chance. He wasn't even making throws on yeah. most of the guys. And there, my dugout is yelling, "You're so predictable!" Like because it's you know one look. 
a second look and then I'm going to go. And as soon as the second look and the head turns, we're gone. And we, I think, sold 20 bases that game. Yeah. And they're just yelling, like, you're so predictable. And they were in this kid's head. And they asked me if that was okay to yell. And I was like, as long as you're not swearing at him or, or yeah. telling me stinks, that's fine. And it's so funny because, like, the, the field that we were playing on, they had, um, like, a sheets up for, like, an 8U, some version of, like, 8U tournament baseball. Okay. Um, and it had kind of, like, some mandates about base running and steals and all this other stuff, um, which, again, totally in favor of, right? Like, I, I think, like, 9U tournaments with leadoffs is just it's one just, of the is, dumbest, very dumb. one of the dumbest things. Um 14U baseball on 90 foot uh on 90 foot bases or 105 foot bases depending um it, that that that's different yeah it, it's just different and um and it's I think it's an interesting thing um you know for for some parents because your your worldview is just like solely defined by your your kid my kid is in these tournaments so I see baseball expressly in this way and you have no idea what's coming and when the, I've made this point infinite amount of times, so I, I guess I'll just go ahead and make it again. When the environment is so significantly different, just in terms of sheer size, man, like you, you have to develop different tools. And, you know, there was a, there was a kid that they threw, I think in the championship game, who was just like, the, the fastball wasn't great. Um, so all he did was just like threw a crap ton of junk balls. Um, and even that, because they're so slow, if you get anybody on a bag, it's just kind of a free pass. Right. And you can't like slide step out of the fact that like if you're throwing like a 47 mile an hour breaking ball, if I get a if I get like a decent lead and a decent secondary, I, I'm just gone. I'm, I'm gone. I, I'm just gone. And there's nothing. And the, the tricky thing is that like that, the catcher that they had in that game was actually pretty good. He was. He, he, was. he was. He was really good, but he just had no shot. Right. He had no shot. Um, but, you know, if, if you're a parent, or a coach or a parent who coaches and your your perspective on the game and like what's effective is solely defined by the environment that you're in right now you better hope that that environment is evergreen and mm -hmm. it's not so you well, gotta was, know what's coming that second picture they brought up was very interesting because eight fastballs during warm-ups and the first three pitches they threw were breaking balls yeah you don't you don't want to warm that up like you don't want to try that from the from the game mounts like i guess you're not trying to show it to us maybe but yeah, like sure sure Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think the other, the other thing that was funny, so like Danny, um, you know, finished the, the first game on Sunday and then, you know, we were basically rolling straight into the championship. So it kind of ended we, up. We, we ran while eating PB&Js. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. So it ended up just being like a, not even like an abnormally long uh, break between the, between innings and just rolled right, right out there, you know, was still, you know, 77, 78. And, and I think he, he got up to 79 in the first game. So it's like the Velo was still there. So, you know, he, he went, I think, as, as long as what was reasonable. Um, I know he wanted to keep going. And the funny thing is we get back in the car, right? And uh, and I'm I'm always kind of just like, how, how do you feel? And he's like, my arm feels amazing. He's like, I want to play another game. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, I asked him this morning as I'm walking out the door, <laughs> you know, I make him, you know, a little chicken sausage and some eggs and he has some cereal. I'm like, hey, like, how's your body feel today? He's like, my arm feels terrible. Yeah. And the funny thing is because I was I was digging into some of this stuff uh, for the book, uh, like just kind of historical research stuff on on youth arm injuries. And there's a there's a fair amount of work that's been done where like players like self report arm soreness, mm -hmm. and then people are kind of trying to extrapolate. Well, this really 
And I understand why, you know, it's like you're doing a sample of like 500 or 5,000 players. You can't get each of them in for like a PT range of motion assessment once every two weeks or whatever. I I understand like the self-reporting about how you feel, but the thought that my kid went from like, I could, I could play this game forever. Let's enter another, let's enter a Sunday night tournament. Let's play four more. And then by Monday morning, he's like, my arm feels dead. It's like, it just makes me inherently question the timeline of when this self-reporting is about some of this previous stuff about youth arm injuries. Because if you're not giving some amount of time for that, you know, I think the high is throwing is like a high intent opportunity. Like oh, yeah. it's high intent action. If you're doing it right, if you don't have some amount of time between when the activity was and when the reporting is, it's very much going to color what that data looks like. Yeah. And that's, it's funny. I'll, I will definitely bring this up with him tomorrow because he was begging me to keep him in, begging me. And he's like, I'm only at like 60 pitches in five minutes. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I know. It's like, so why can't I go back out there? Because it, we're up 10 to nothing and Brady yeah. still hasn't thrown. And we, and we got more guys. Right. Yeah. Like, we're up 10 to nothing. Brady still hasn't thrown. Why risk it? Why mess with it? Yeah. You feel great. Let's, let's cut it right here. Yeah. But I mean... But imagine that scenario on a team where not everybody can. Oh touch. yeah, I'm I'm letting that kid go 100. percent It's in, in or can, or imagine that scenario if we hadn't gotten the one seed, yep, and we had to play three games on Sunday, yep. Then I I probably don't have a choice. Yeah, like hey, your arm feels great. Okay, like I need you. Yeah. To, I need you to get at least one more inning. Yeah, uh, and like I had told him, he went back out there for that third inning at 51 pitches, and I said you got to get out of this inning in, in nine pitches or less if you want another one. Um, and he was relatively close. Yeah. But then we put up more runs, and I was just like, yeah, it's, we're, it's 10 nothing. Like, we have one inning left of this. Yeah. I'm not going to use you. Like, I've got a guy who yeah. is really good, who is supposed to start this game, who has not thrown yet. Yeah. I'm not going to risk it. It's not, it's not worth it. Yeah, it's just, I, I just think it, it just underlines the point that I think a lot of the, the problems in youth baseball start with the, the structure. It mm-hmm. just, it starts at the, the tournament structure and the stuff that, like, you you're almost compelled to do, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, Oh, I felt bad about continuing to give green lights. Yeah. At yeah. some point on Saturday, you're, yeah. up th- you're up 13 to one on a team and you're continuing to give green lights because yeah. yeah, run differential matters like that sucks. Yeah. But, but again, you know, you can go into this thing with the best of intentions, uh, with an intention to kind of execute like a positivity driven approach that is that you're probably not even, you're probably a unicorn just in that. Yeah. Well, I will say, and I, I am curious to hear from other coaches, I guess, if you're out there listening to this. Do you get a lot of compliments from umpires? Is that a thing that happens a lot, that umpires compliment coaches? Yeah. Because, like, I feel like it's not in my experience. But my team gets – I get complimented so much. Yeah. Whether it's, like, the parents. I've had umpires compliment the parents. Yeah. Or me or my kids multiple umpires came out to me at the end of the championship game. We're like, I'm so glad you guys are the one that won it. Yeah. I was like, why? Like, right. Like, like why? Like you're supposed to be impartial, my dude. Like, what do you, but success leaves clues, but it's, it's interesting. And it's, we, my kids, uh, because I've yelled it out of them at this point, they don't complain about calls. Yeah. They, they know they don't like a call. They can turn it, look at me and give me whatever face they want to give to that umpire. Yeah. And there were multiple times, that yeah. the third base, I'm coaching third base and the other teams in the dugout. 
And they turn to me and laugh at the look that one of my kids gives me. And I was like, yeah, I'd rather him give it to me than the umpire. Yeah. Like yeah. every time, right? Like if I'd see him looking at the umpire, you want to look at someone, you look at me. Yeah. Like that's not going to help anything here. This guy's just trying to do his job, whatever the case is. And like, they're not arguing with calls. They're not, they're none of that. Yeah. Um, and it's, I feel like that's not a thing that happens that often that umpires are like, and all the time, home plate umpires compliment the, the breaking balls. Yeah. And like, yeah. man, you got kids that can really spin it. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how that works. Yeah. That's kind of how that works. But you don't just throw like crappy gravity balls and you actually right. like impart some spin on the ball. Right. And you get pitch design sessions in like, yeah, like my kids can spin it. Yeah. Uh, and like the, the interesting thing is when umpires compliment, not just the spin, but the location. Yeah. Cause you know, T has a very good, uh, feel for throwing that front hip slider yeah. that they think is going to hit them. They turn and it's just yep. like right on the inside part of the plate. And like, I've had multiple umpires across different weekends go and be like, that is special. Yeah. Like the, the ability to locate that in that same spot every time this is the same thing about, uh, both of my Saturday starters with their breaking balls that like, man, these guys can really spin it. Yeah. Like it is impressive. Yeah. Um, I just feel like umpires don't do that very often. Yeah. So that's it's, it's interesting. But this weekend when three different umpires came up to me and not even the championship, one of them coached the champion, one of them did the championship game. Yeah. The other two that were our previous games, they saw us win and walking out the field and they were in the middle of the consolation game. And they like yelled to me as I'm walking away. That's and it's tight. like, I feel like that doesn't happen. Yeah. Weirdly, I'm pretty sure that you can like conduct yourself as a good empathetic, competitive person and still be successful in this game. Yeah. You don't have to be a fucking asshole. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you just, you don't. Uh, hey, like we're, we're as desperate to win as everybody else because we know what winning represents in the sense that like we're not going about wins by giving kids take signs. Yeah. We're not going about wins by taking the smallest kid on the team who is desperate to find a barrel, desperate to find a barrel and, and he going did this like weekend. you have to lay it down and the smallest kid on my team found a couple barrels this yes I, and I, I was you know I'm, I'm sitting in the stands talking to one of our parents and um and i think he came up and they were runners on second and third or, or first and second it was or first second. and second they were moving on the pitch yeah and uh and i was just like man this kid is so due mm -hmm. he's so due liner into the gap and it's like yeah man perseverance yeah you know like the the approach didn't change the intention didn't change our belief in them did not change the only thing that happened is that, like, as a group, I think they they figured out that they could actually be the thing that we believe them to be. Yep. You know, and and, and I, I and the know. only other thing that I had, I don't know if you had anything else about the weekend, but yeah. the only thing I had that was very interesting to me was um, we we grabbed a couple of extras this weekend mm -hmm. for from our second team, um, just to fill out a roster and make sure we had enough bodies, you know, whatnot. Because it's tournament baseball. It's tournament and... baseball. Um. So. My main catcher takes a ball off the kneecap Saturday and is like, I, I can't catch. Like I, like, I can do everything but squat, coach. Like, I can do everything but squat. Um, so he was and, playing. And for that kid to say that, correct. it's like. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, so now I'm down to three catchers, uh, or two catchers, uh, both of whom are slotted to pitch on Sunday. So I'm looking at Sunday like. Okay, well, the kid that I'm pulling up from the, the second team is going to have to do a good amount of catching. And I'm, I'm like, pretty confident that he can catch. But, like, also, yeah. um, the velo and the, the, the spin 
is not something he's used to. Yeah. Uh, from sure. from most of his pitchers. So like, okay, there's maybe a little bit of worry there. Um, and then uh, Danny started behind the plate game one uh, because I knew he was going to pitch at some point, but I was going to get up for a few innings uh, catching. And he takes a foul ball off of a rough spot to take a foul ball. Yeah. Uh, and not, like, not exactly the bikini area, but like bikini really area. Adjacent. Bikini adjacent. Bikini yeah, adjacent. Bikini uh, adjacent. And it's funny because I run out there and the first thing I asked was the first thing you asked him, which is please tell me you're wearing a cup, kid. Like, please tell me you're wearing a cup. And he's like, yep. Uh, it just like, it didn't hit me there, but it's real close. Yeah. So like, okay, I turn. Now I got one catcher left yeah. and he's on the mound. Yeah. <laughs> so I turn and I was like, okay, hey, uh, ben, you got to come in. Like, yeah. gear up. Like, you got to come in. We don't win without him. Yeah. And we had uh, another from that team who was not playing uh, with us, but was in the dugout to support because mm-hmm. he's friends with everybody. Yep. And he was like, he's never played this well. He and, was nails, dude. Uh, he was nails. We had another, uh, so they made a deep playoff run, right, last yep. week. And one of our players helped them out a little bit because uh, he was eligible to play for them. Um, and he was like 0 for 6 with 8 walks with them. Uh, he had a weekend. Yes, he did. Um, and so that same kid is like, how come he does this for you and not for us? And it's like, it's a really good question. Yeah. Right? What's, what is the difference um, and talking to those three kids and their parents of that, you know, helped us out this weekend. Um, the commitment to each other as teammates is very different yeah. from what they get in their dugout and the focus on the game and not talking about other things in the dugout, you know, just not generally paying attention a lot of times probably. Uh, and like those two things, like it's just they're going to raise your, your level of play. Uh, and that catcher in that game, not only was he nails behind the plate, he hit a ball. Yeah. It got caught. He hit a ball farther than I think he thought he could hit a ball. Yeah. That um, was a rope. Incredible. I mean, and I can't believe the kid caught it, honestly. But, yeah. like, it would – and, again, it's like – it was happening a couple times last year where, yeah. like, kids from that second team come up to that first team and it's like, okay, like, this is a different vibe yeah. and I'm going to be a different kid now. And, like, I'm going to go show up and, like, play and, like, ball out. Just, like, play some ball this weekend. Yeah. That that thing, like, that team dynamic thing, man, it's, it's so... It's really interesting. It's it's really interesting. And, you know, like, the analytical side of me wants to, like, I want to understand it so I can replicate it. Uh-huh. You that's, know? And that's kind of what I'm getting at, right? Like, you, there's got to be a way to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there, I don't, there, there I don't think it's... I really don't think it's an A-team, B-team thing. Like, I don't think it's like, oh, we go to the top team, we're just automatically going to play better. Like, that, yeah. that, the only way that that's true is if they're, like, intentionally playing poorly for the B team, right? Yeah. Like, because they don't believe in themselves, which, like, might be true in certain cases, but, like, I don't think that they are... I'm also someone who, like, yeah, leave your comments in the thread. Don't really believe in a clutch thing. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't... I think the, the, the actual clutch thing is players having the ability to be themselves in high-pressure situations. Not get better, but to just be themselves. Where some guys crumble in those situations, and the guys that everyone thinks about as, oh, best clutch players of all time, they're just the same guy right. in those situations. Right, that's, that's what the SEALs say. It's like you don't rise to the occasion, you regress to your level of training. Right, and yeah. so like, I, like I'm, I've always kind of believed that, and like I think that's... I, 
I don't think there's another level that these kids are getting to when they're playing here. Yeah. Uh, but I do think there is something to like a dugout that isn't as close. Yeah. Um, where like, again, our kids have been together for a while, a while. Like they, they do everything together. They know each other extremely well. Yeah. And like that does, but like those, not, not some of those kids that play with them this weekend. Yeah. And they just like, but they brought him into the fold, welcome into the fold. Like immediately there was no difference. And there's some, there's gotta be something there to replicate. Um, that like you can get across the board that doesn't have to be an A team, B team type thing where like those kids go up and it's like, I'm a different kid now. Like what, how do we get that, that different kid to come out all the time? All the time. And like, is it as simple as like making sure these kids like each other a lot more and support each other a lot more like early in the year? And like, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's such a, you know, teams man like yeah you know that that part of it is is really really impactful and it's also really nebulous Mm -hmm. and it's like it's really tough to pin down um but there's something there for sure like there absolutely is something there and i think i think for me i think the tricky thing is figuring out like the chicken the egg part of it because i could point to a weekend like the one that we just had as being like all right now i think we finally turned the corner like like turned a very significant corner. Uh, we're going into this coming weekend is going to be kind of like our the the big tournament of Northwest right? Club Championships. Yeah, the, the Northwest Club Championships. Um, and I am not trying to jinx myself. I'm not trying to, but I do think that like when when this team, uh, and again because we retained almost every single one of these kids, right? When they were in that event last weekend, I think they did have some games where it was like they didn't feel like they were the best team on the field. And it last makes, year, you mean yeah, last, last year, year. last yeah. year. Yeah. And it, and it makes sense to me. And again, every, you know, recycle everything we just kind of talked about, about like, it's, it's hard to believe in something until you see it made real. Um, so going into kind of like the, in so much as any of these events are big, <laughs> but going into the one that we kind of like, you know, we do put on the calendar and, and put a little circle by it. Um, I'm very excited to kind of see how that looks because I I think the thing that they figured out last weekend is like how to actually compete as a team. Mm-hmm. Not not to make it sound like, you know, this is like the the ABC, you know, Sunday Sunday afternoon movie special, but like it that that is a real thing, mm-hmm. you know, and um and I think there is just some hard to define aspect about like highly functional teams in the way that they support each other and they compete with each other. And, and like, I think the one thing that stands out to me is like there, there really isn't a lot of like scarcity mindset. It's not like I'm looking at somebody else's success and going like, uh, that comes at my expense or looking at someone else's struggle and be like, that is a, that's like a direct threat at me. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, we're just going to compete relentlessly regardless and that was a thing early, right? Yeah. I, there were a lot of where am I batting the lineup? Yeah. Or like, you know, one of the, one of my kids was started most of it was most of the good portion of the year was my four hitter. And that was a badge that he wore. Yeah. And he got moved down the lineup because he was struggling a little bit. Yep. And that was for better or worse, another badge that he wore. 
Yeah. Uh, and like that meant for a lot of these guys, that meant like, you know, he was replaced with a kid who's now hitting in the three hole who has been on a tear since like he moved a, up in the lineup. Absolute tear. And like that, it matters where you're hitting in the lineup and like where you, what you feel like that might be a scarcity thing where like, yeah, if I struggle this weekend, I'm going to move down. Uh-huh. Uh, and like, I think they got to the point about a week ago where they realized that like we're one through 10. Yeah. Like we're just going to kind of pound people no matter where we are in the lineup. And like, we don't, there's not an easy out here. Like yeah. you're, you know, if you're a pitcher, like, sorry, man, like you don't get that. You don't get to like, like one of the games we played, they had one good hitter. He hit the three hole. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Uh, Hey, for sure. Six through 10 and like probably one, two, four and five. Yeah, we're just those are like easy outs for us. Like they're taking terrible swings. They have no idea how to deal with the velocity or some of the uh, some of the spin. We don't have that. Yeah, and I think that finally clicked a week ago for the, for a lot of these guys that like it doesn't matter where I hit because it's not like I'm gonna get like maybe I'll get one less at bat, but like hey, if we score 13 runs, like we're all gonna get a lot of at bats, right? Yeah. Like it's if it's we, it's okay. Like if we all compete our tails off, right. there isn't going to be a scarcity of opportunity, right? And it's like this was one of the first weekends where I didn't hear where am I hitting the line, mm -hmm. and like when I put when I posted the lineup, I didn't hear any, you know, like man, I'm hitting lower than I should be, or like lower than I wanted to. Like I didn't hear that. Yeah. And it's like okay, like they finally got it that like doesn't really matter where you hit in the lineup, like just hit. Yeah. And like you'll have the at bats. Like you'll all be fine. I promise you. This is very much like the the old uh, you know, salty dog baseball coach. It's it's we not me. Mm -hmm. And and it's you know, and it's funny, like when I think about uh like the evolution of of what we've done, you know, at, at driveline with youth, where it's like, you know, we just did training, we didn't have teams, we had teams, we weren't really sure how to kind of run teams. We've now I think gotten a much more firm grasp of what that system looks like to kind of train teams. And now we're kind of getting into like the running teams mm -hmm. part. And, uh, and I think you're right, man. I, you know, this, this like very, you know, the, the mystical nebulous nature of high performing teams, I think can be broken down into certain component pieces. And it's like, yeah, man, that, that we, not me mindset is huge. Yeah. It's huge. Being able to kind of like show them that perseverance is a real thing is huge. I'm like literally thinking about, like games we can construct in training that basically rely on that thing. Yeah. And I don't know what that looks like and it's probably going to be salad, but like, I, I think that's a thing that you can cultivate and I think you can help them make it real sooner. Yeah. You know, now, now, like now that we kind of start to understand the component pieces of it, I think you can create systems to build it. Yeah. And I talked to a good friend of mine last night, friend of the program, uh, pitching coach at Middlebury college. Oh, I'm big. Uh, who gave me a call after he saw, um, and talked to him for like a long time last night. Cause he um, knows that he knows your team. He knows my team. Yeah. Uh, and he just wanted to, he was just going down the roster. All right. What did he do this weekend? What yeah. did he do this weekend? Tell me yeah. about him. Like, you know, um, and he is, uh, you know, it's the summer. So he's, he was in a motel in Massachusetts doing some recruiting. <laughs> sure. Um, but he, we were talking about, um, uh, his team's struggles, um, and where he, feels like he uh, had to redo his coaching philosophy a bit uh, really? after last year and like really like think about some things. And like, there's a term that we use a lot at driveline. Um, I don't know if we've used it on this podcast, honestly, we probably have, uh, but it, it's salad. 
uh, and that is something that uh, I think started with like word salad. Like, yeah. let's just throw a bunch of buzzwords out here, and like it, it's just a bunch of word salad. And then it just kind of got extrapolated to anything we think is kind of stupid or eyewash or suboptimal. Just like, or suboptimal yeah. is just salad, right? Um, sometimes you need some salad. Yeah. And and that was you know it's that true, was man. kind of where he ended up was, you know, we his team um, was good last year. Like they made yep. it pretty far, and they had insane strikeout rates you know striking everybody out last year um i also watched a lot of guys and he felt like they didn't compete like they were just up there uh, uh the term he used last night was showcase pitchers sure up there for themselves just trying to pr mm-hmm. trying to like look nasty get it on video yep. but like not really trying to go out there and compete and win and that is like a massive change that he's making in his coaching philosophy is like getting them like adding a little bit more salad yeah and getting them to go compete um and it was a it was a really interesting conversation because it's kind of what i did like six weeks ago with you know the jobu thing yes yeah uh, and the kangaroo court right like these are things that like you know kind of salad like kangaroo court kind of salad uh, but like you need it, like sometimes yeah. you need salad in your diet. Uh, it's like healthy to eat some salad sometimes. Um, I don't, but but you know, as <laughs> I say, not as sorry, I do. sorry, mom. Uh, but like that's you know a thing that is that we should lean into a little bit more. That like yeah. it's okay to have some salad there. Um, yeah, and, and I think like I mean the difference is that like we're not front loading the salad, right? Right, like the right. the salad is not. Uh, I'm at a steakhouse, right? Yeah. I'm at a steakhouse. I'm a big, like, New York guy, yeah. right? Uh, I think the ribeye is tremendously overrated as a steak. You can feel free to flame me in the comments if you'd like. We're, f- we're getting flamed in the comments on multiple levels here. Yeah. Perfect. Um, the steak is skill development. I am going to have a baked potato on the side. Yeah. I'm going to have a salad on the Your side. Your side salad, yeah. The steak is the, the yeah. steak is the is yeah. the is the main course and like everything else is complimentary so like i think this is the the interesting thing and in, in only just like the experience that you get not that i'm going to equate what we're doing with youth with like running a college program like i guess i actually am um skill development in abstract in a facility is one thing mm-hmm. skill development in a competitive team environment is a whole other animal right it's it's it's, it's a whole other animal and um and I think the only thing that like like you and I uh, have the same affliction about linking about this thing, where it's like it's a system. Yeah. There, there's got to be a way to systemically grow the thing that can kind of happen, like it did last weekend. Yeah. Right. There's just there's got to be a way to break that down into component pieces. I can train coaches how to put kids in environments where they're going to cultivate that thing not only individually but as a group. We can you can grow a high performing team. You just have to understand like the pieces that get it there. Yeah, and, and a lot of those times you need some salad. It, yeah, and it and it's the salad is not going to be uh you know it's not a vegan restaurant. Right. We're a steakhouse. Yeah. We're just a steakhouse that also is going to complement the steak with a delicious salad and really nice Caesar salad. Sure. Right. Like yeah, yeah. yeah that's and it was and it was like a, a very interesting conversation um, as he kind of spent the last handful of months on this journey of how do I get more out of my players? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, you know, this man, he's not, uh, he said, I can't be a rah-rah guy. It's just, it would be BS. 
Right, like they 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 would know right away that like that's just not me. Like I'm yeah. not the rah rah type of guy. No, and, and the worst type of rah rah guy is, the is fake like one. is the fake one. Because yep. like when I coached our 18s, man, like that that shit just comes out of me. Yeah, like it's not. I'm not putting on an act. I'm just gonna like. And ta- and talking to multiple of them, they think you should be a motivational. Speaker. Um, <laughs> like I'm just gonna black out and I'm gonna say some stuff. Now, Hopefully, you, I don't stutter you, too much. Your Shakespeare reference, yeah, did not land. Uh, they did not understand where that came from, but. They don't listen to enough Jay-Z. Yeah, but they really enjoyed like the motivational. <laughs> yeah. And it was funny what they said, actually. Uh, I don't know if I even told you this. No. Was he is the opposite of our current coach. <laughs> sure. And we kind of want to have both of them. Sure. Like you kind of need like one of each of those guys in the dark. Like the guy that's like the crusty guy that's going to swear at you when yeah. you do something wrong. Yeah. And then the guy that's going to quote Shakespeare on the other end yeah. when like – like, hey, you, you, you go into the dark after striking out. The first guy's going to be like, what was your approach there? What were you thinking about? And the second guy's like, hey, man, like, I'm going to keep this in perspective for you and like, yeah. you know, give you a little, a little boost. And it was like, yeah, you're right. Like, that is, that is yeah. what should be in the dugout, right? Like, that is like the kind of pairing that you should have. Authentically. Right. Yeah. Right. Not like fake. And, yeah. But that was, you know, he's like, I can't be that rah-rah guy. Yeah. Because it would just come out as fake and like, yep. there's no way I can change that. Yep. Especially since I already know most of these kids. I can't like switch it like yeah. that, right? Yeah. So, like, looking around, trying to find what do I do? Like, yeah. how, how, what, what kind of things can I do to um, get some of this stuff out of my kids? Like, what kind of salad can I add to my diet to, like, yeah. help these kids? Um, and it was, which was a funny conversation that the two of us had because we, I hadn't talked to him in a handful of weeks because I've been busy, he's been busy, whatever. Yeah. Um, or, like, actually talked to him because we, we've talked, but, like, yeah. not actually. Um, and, like we both kind of at the same time came to the conclusion that like we're probably coddling our team too much. Yeah. Uh, like he was coddling his college pitchers. I was probably coddling these kids a little too much and holding, doing a better job holding them accountable. Yeah. And like, you don't, you don't necessarily have to be a dick to do that. Yeah. Um, but you have to be firm if you're going to hold them accountable. Yeah. Um, you gotta tell them the truth and you got to tell them the truth and be honest with them. And like, you can't do that unless you have a relationship with the kid. Yeah. Uh, but if you've got a relationship with a kid, you should be able to go and do that. So he's like, when I'm, you know, he was talking to a, a fellow coach and said, what do you tell them on Mount Visits? Right? Like, am I supposed to go out there and just give them a, a whole handful of salad and just throw it in their face and then, and then turn around just and go? yell extension at him from right. the dugout. And the other coach said, basically, I say the same thing every time. Um, you're not competing right now and I need you to do better. Like nothing about like mechanics or sure. like what he's doing. It's just like, you're not competing right now and I need you to do better. Yeah. Like your team needs to do better and just like dig down a little deeper and compete a little bit more. Yeah. And that's all he says. And I was like, that's super interesting. Um, and then I, uh, I say he's a friend of the, uh, the podcast. He doesn't listen. Uh, so I explained the, the Jobo thing and the, the self accountability with yeah. the kangaroo court. Um, and I think he's probably going to do kangaroo court with his pitchers next year. Yeah. Uh, because that's a, w- that's an easy way to let them hold each other accountable without you having to sure be mom. And like sit there all the time and try to hold these kids accountable. Like your message is going to get old real quick and like, they're going to, they're going to get tired of you. So like letting them hold each other accountable, pretty valuable. Um, So it was, it was a really interesting conversation about the need for salad in coaching. Like we, we rail against it all the time and like, it's not the worst thing. It's, you know, like the, the Augie Garrido locker room spo- speech yeah. gets, uh, yeah. gets, you know, brought up on baseball social media about every like 90 days. And I watch it every time. I watch it every time. Every time. 
And I'm, and I always, you know, it's, it's funny to me, like when I see, you know, people that I know that are coaching like a, like a six U T ball team yeah. that are like really in on that. Cause it's like, bro. Yeah. Um, but I think you can extrapolate some of the stuff there that like, you know, this is life, yeah. man. Like this is, this is just your approach to life. And, and that's the, again, I, I realize this just sounds like, you know, Saturday afternoon, you know, special version of like, you know, the, the things that you take away from this game that inform every other aspect of your personality. But like, but that's, that's what we are, man. Like when you're, when you're just like a lifer and baseball is a thing you fall in love with and it's a thing that you come to, to enjoy either in your personal life, your professional life, or it's just like all encompassing on every aspect of your life. Um, you know, coming around to that where it's like, yeah, man, it's just, this is life. And like, that's why those moments are so, they're so goddamn special when you see the kids do the thing that you've known that they could do for three years. Yeah. My son's been in this program for three years and they haven't won a tournament before yesterday. And, uh, and it wasn't, it's not, life didn't change. No. You know, like he, he got out of the car, um, showed showed the ring um to to my darling wife who had some appointments and couldn't be there so now she's going to be infinitely mad at me and canceling every other appointment that she ever has on a sunday yeah, yeah exactly um you know shows her the ring um you know we watch watch legitimately nice rings i will say yeah, like i, I was kind of shocked 100 yeah. percent. um definitely didn't look like it came out of like a vending machine which is i he handed me the, the ziploc bag first of all ziploc bag of them sure and i i went to grab it and and like my arm kind of fell because I was like, oh, these are like metal. Like yeah. I, I was sure they were plastic. Yeah. Like the metals that get the second yeah. team got. Yeah, hundred like, percent. Um but then but then, you know, went went to bed last night and the the ring got forgotten and left on our kitchen counter. But uh the feeling I think is a different thing. Mm -hmm. And I was walking out of the door today, um, and he was getting in the getting in the shower and I was like, Hey man, uh you earned it. You know, like you you know, because I, I, I know, I know uh I know intimately, you know, for my kid, and I think this is true of a lot of other kids in our program where they're young enough to still have like a child's appreciation of like baseball as a game. And they also, it's starting to get a little bit real about both the opportunity and then the, the terrifying reality that like, maybe you aren't good enough. Yeah. And it's hard when I watch, you know, the one that I know best is my son, right? And when I watch him, you know, try to like struggle with that stuff when he's doing well, uh, when he's when he's struggling, it is, um, it's hard to not just go like, man, I just, you just, you gotta, you gotta just believe a little bit. You just gotta believe a little bit. It's like that little salad, right? Like the Ted Lasso it's belief sign so, is so salad, but it's like. It's so salad and I'm yeah, aware. But like, yeah, you need that. Yeah. You need it. Yeah. You have to have it. And like. The other thing that I was thinking about uh, after there was one, uh, so uh, one of my kids who had been struggling, number four, uh, hit a big double in the championship game. Yes, he did. Uh, drove in two runs, and I, I was extremely excited. I heard myself scream, and I heard my voice crack. It was like, e "Oops!" Uh, and like. When I heard my voice crack, I was like, I wonder if other coaches have done that. Have I heard another coach's voice crack like, in the game? Like, it's kind of embarrassing, right? And then it hit me that, like, I don't think I've ever heard a coach be excited. Oh, like in our, in our own lives or like just in? 
in like watching these games in the G- like in tournaments, yeah, mostly like no. most coaches don't get ex- and like it's just uh, the stoic. I do. I am aware that I get very excited when they do good things. Uh, and I'm like not going to stop doing that. Like I'm not going to hide that. Uh, it's authentic. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm legitimately excited that they just did that thing uh, that they did. Um and like I did one of our coaches um called me a couple weeks ago after a really rough Saturday of a tournament and was like how do I how do I hide like my emotions, my frustration? Because like those are two teams we should have beaten today and like we yep. didn't. And like I'm frustrated. Like, how do I not show that to them? And I was like, why would you not want to show that to them? Yeah. Like, why would you not want to show that to them? Like, do you think they're not frustrated? And like, I know, I know all those kids. I know they want, they want to see you frustrated. Yeah. The worst thing for a kid when they lose two games, they know they should have won is for the coach to not really care. And that coach is like also upset about losing those games. They feel like, okay, this guy's in my corner. Yeah. Right. Like he believes that we should have won those games just like I do. Whereas like, if you don't really care, like, eh. yeah. like that's going to, that's going to filter down. And so like, I was just like, I don't know why you would do that. Like, yeah, but that's salad. It's so salad. Right. And it's like, we, in our coach training, talked about salad a lot. Talked about don't give salad. Right. Like we don't want salad. Yeah. We do. Yeah, we're gonna we'll, we we'll do revise that right. Like we we bit. do want salad, and like you have to have it at some point. Uh, they have to eat healthy, right? Like they yeah. like they have to like it, it has to happen. Yeah. Like that's part of your like again. We're not saying be vet, vegans or vegetarians, but like you know that's part of a, a full course meal. Yeah, is like having the salad a, like a side salad, right? Like you yeah. need a little bit of that uh, to let the rest of it sink in. Yeah, I mean, especially in our game, man. Like, it's just so, it's like, I, I think about professional hitters all the time. You know, like, the the task is just so nigh impossible. And those guys get a lot of salad. They get a lot of salad, and you don't see them, the ones that are good, you don't see them, like, really reacting to the abject impossibility of what their job is 162 mm-hmm. days a year. Yeah. You know, like... uh it's it's almost irrational. Like you have yeah. to have like an irrational amount of belief in your own ability and your capacity to persevere that like it's not based in it's not based in like a quantifiable yeah, I understand like this about my performance. I understand this about the guy that I'm be facing. So I understand my, I understand my odds yeah. are really shitty. Right. You can't do that. No, they're psychos. Yeah. Question is how do you get there? Yeah. Right. And, and like in the question that I'm going to ask is like is, again, what aspects of youth baseball are helping kids develop, develop that psychopathic, irrational amount of, of the irrational confidence guy? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Are, are we doing anything to develop that? Or are we doing the other thing? Yeah. And, and you know, I, I don't know. I was. Um, again, this has been a three year thing for this group. Um, so so I hope, you know, anybody listening to this episode. Um, you know, that this stuff kind of resonates a little bit if you understand the path, when you understand the, the time that it has taken uh, to get there for this group where it's like we... These 10 boys have been through it. And, 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 and like for three years. Yeah. Three years. Uh, let me do the math. Um, that's a significant... games. That's probably, a, probably around 150 games. Three how, years. Right. And, and how much can you have... Uh, the adults in the equation 
parents, shout out to the parents in this group, uh, parents and players and coaches and staff express what sometimes feel like is an irrational amount of belief in them. It's going to happen eventually. You just got to keep going. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. No. You know, like, and again, the, the thing that would have been easier is like take some of these kids and pigeonhole them. Right. Right. You're just going to take the first two pitches of every at bat because I don't believe in you. Yeah. You are going to bunt. I am going to tell you to just like focus on your command and you're like, you've got like nasty, you know, mid sevens left-handed stuff and you might be spraying it a bit. It's like uh, Noah on our orange yeah. team um, in their run in the, the SEL playoffs had like a, I think probably the best start that I've seen him in, in a game that really mattered. Yeah. And that kid, um, you know, probably eight weeks ago or less, I think came up and started for us on one game and couldn't find the zone. Yeah. Portable mound doesn't help, but yeah. Sure. Yeah, portable, yeah. especially for, for a kid, kid with yeah. that type of stride length, um, that, that for sure doesn't help. But like, <laughs> I, I don't know, you know, um, I think the, the the only thing that I would just try to underline for for any coaches or parents that are listening to this is that you might have to press yourself to a position where you express irrational confidence in these kids. Yeah. And what's the worst that can happen? Right. If you just keep them playing long enough and you keep your North Star being the stuff that you know is actually what's valuable, you supplement this with as much salad as possible to get the kid to the point that the that the worm actually turns. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. You got to get them to the point that they actually believe it to be real, uh, and it might take some time, but it's going to be pretty, pretty flipping validating when you get there. Yes, it's going to be pretty flipping validating. Yes. Uh, and like you know, we we haven't solved baseball, um, you know, but I, but I think uh, again, uh, the great thing about the thing that we're trying to build is that now like we we now have some direct. Uh, on the ground experience about like these things that compel these team behaviors. So we can start to think about how to, how to model that stuff and how to build it. Yeah. Cause um, we know we're good at the skill development side. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. now, now we got to develop them to be not a bunch of mercenaries, not a field, like yeah. a, a team yeah. that supports each other and believes each other. And that's the only way you go out and win. Yeah. 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 And it's uh, and it's pretty sweet when you actually get there the, the right way. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to be shy about it. I think it is the right way. Yeah, and I, now I have to get headshotted in Fortnite by these kids because that was the, the promise I made them a year and a half ago that they still remember. Well, uh, I don't know how much Fortnite you play. Um, I don't. I downloaded it for the first time this morning. Yeah, um, so the tricky thing about playing video games with like kids nowadays, especially at Fortnite, is they have this whole build mechanic. Mm. Uh, it's not just like Quake or Doom or, you know, uh, you know COD or whatever, right. your first-person shooter du jour. Um they're just like full on, you know, the guys who are like the world record uh, Rubik's Cube solvers yeah. where like they'll just solve the thing in like seven seconds. Right. I, I watch my son play Fortnite sometimes. It's like I it's the the problem solving is actually kind of impressive. Yeah. Um, the dexterity that it would require is been long out. Yeah. You know, that that was gone out of my hands about 30 years ago. Yeah. So uh, Fortnite for you with these kids is going to be a little rough. It's going to be a tough night at the park. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're. uh give me everything I need to, to get on a microphone with them as well. Sure. So can't wait for that to happen. Yeah. But, hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A promise is a promise, even though I can't believe they remembered it a year and a half later. <laughs> uh, a promise is a promise. So now I have to do that. Yeah. It'll, it'll be good times. But, um, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully this kind of message of understanding that like, you know, you don't have to, uh, there is an appropriate, 
uh, amount of salad that you can serve to these kids to compel kind of team performance. And, and, uh, you know, as parents and coaches, you just might have to persevere for a while while you express this belief in what they're going to be able to become, which comes back to the Shakespeare thing. <sighs> Can't believe that quote didn't land, man. It, it, uh, like they liked it. They just had no idea where it came from. Jay-Z. Yeah. Don't we listen uh, to Jay-Z anymore? Jay-Z's quoting Shakespeare? Am I the only person? Okay. None of them were alive when that came out. Uh, they were, but it was Jay-Z was already in his old guy head. Okay. This is on the 444 album. It's on the, uh, Marcy Me on there. Uh, though we know what we are, yet we know not what we may be. Look up some Shakespeare. Find a way to apply it to your baseball life. I think we've we've beaten this horse pretty dead. Thank you guys for listening. Pod listens are like up into 50, what did I say? 45, 50,000 yeah, now. Something, something like that. Hit the like, subscribe, notifications, do all the things that help the algorithm. Uh, I realized that like our YouTube, uh, the last YouTube video I uploaded, uh, I didn't it didn't have like a title card, and I also didn't like highlight our faces. So YouTube is like going to downgrade it. So mm. I don't know. It's anything you do for the algorithm, we really appreciate it. Thank you guys for joining us for the show. We'll be back at you next time. Later. <laughs>